Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. This is Kyle Cooper. A woman you've seen on local TV news for more than 30 years announcing that she is retiring, saying bye-bye. Next week, we fall back into standard time, how to help kids adjust to the change. I'm Kate Ryan. Gains across the board on Wall Street. The Dow was up 829. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. The 82-year-old husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in post-surgery recovery after suffering serious injuries in a hammer attack in a break-in at his home in San Francisco. President Biden. Knowing Paul and Nancy and the families I do, they're tough as they come. But we're praying for him. We're optimistic for his full recovery. The 82-year-old is out of surgery. His doctors say the effort to repair a skull fracture was successful. His right arm and hands were also seriously injured after a horrifying attack with a hammer inside the couple's home. Nancy Pelosi was here in Washington at the time of the attack, but she quickly flew across the country to Paul Pelosi's hospital bedside. CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell. And with elections near, the threat of political violence is on an increase, say law enforcement agencies. The Department of Homeland Security, FBI, National Counterterrorism Center, and U.S. Capitol Police predict that violence will be largely dependent on drivers, such as personalized ideological grievances and the accessibility of potential targets throughout the election cycle. CBS's Nicole Skanga. Some big names have been out campaigning ahead of those midterms. Ex-President Obama was in Georgia, a key battleground state. Former President Obama's message was clear. Do not vote. Before a thunderous crowd in the arena, Obama made the case for Georgia's leading Democratic candidates. They are both hardworking, God-fearing, community-serving people who tell the truth. A record number of Georgians have already cast their ballots in the midterm election, and the former president says that has to continue. It's not enough to elect Democrats at the top of the ticket. We need to elect good people up and down the ballot. Jonathan O'Brien for CBS News, Atlanta. Next, the death of a rock and roll pioneer. Jerry Lee Lewis started shaking up the music world in 1957 with this song. Come on over, baby, what a shaking going on. His unique style of music combined blues, gospel, country, and rock and roll. Couldn't it bridge a great ball the fire? But if talent was huge, he had an ego to match and a personal life drenched in scandal. Restless. Jim Taylor, CBS News. Jerry Lee Lewis was 87. Game one of the World Series in Houston. It went to the Philadelphia Phillies in 10 innings. 3-1 pitch. Diaz bounces one to third for Sosa. Steps into the throw. In time. And the Phillies take game one. By a score of 6-5. to five, That is Joe Davis on Fox Sports. And this is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Are you getting hit hard by the IRS and worried about all your profit going to pay for taxes? Make an investment that can potentially pay you passive income for up to 20 or more years, and it will provide a 100% write-off on your taxes in the first year. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you are a SEC-accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. Call for a free consultation, 800-278-7455, 1-800-278-7455.
Vote early from October 27 through November 3 at one of Montgomery County's 14 early voting centers. For the nearest center or for wait times, text the letters EV plus your zip code to 77788. That's EV plus zip code to 77788. For new voters, same-day voter registration is available. Bring a Maryland driver's license, ID, bank statement, or other government document with your name and current address. WTOP at 404. It's Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome into WTOP, October 29th. Sunny, a little warmer today. The high should reach around 65. You're waking up to 47 degrees in our nation's capital now. I'm Dean Blaine. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride, topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do right into this Saturday morning together. We begin with more about that local school bus driver accused this week of driving kids while drunk. First on WTOP, our Megan Clority reports this morning. Investigators say the man wasn't just under the influence. He was driving without a license. Of any kind. 44 children from D.C.'s Merch Elementary School were on that charter bus, operated by Troy Reynolds of Oxon Hill, when police say he veered off the road into a ditch in Chantilly, not far from merging onto I-66 on the way back to D.C. On the DMV Download podcast, Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says Reynolds' blood alcohol content was .20. His license was actually revoked in Virginia because of a previous DWI, and his license was suspended in the state of Maryland. So there's no way on God's green earth he should have been driving that school bus. We reached out to the charter bus company and are awaiting comment. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. This is Kyle Cooper. D.C. Schools Chancellor Lewis Farabee says he's been trying to find out what kind of oversight and standards Rome Charters follows following the incident with the driver. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, many of those responses and answers have not been satisfying to us, uh, which is why we are working to discontinue our relationship with them. No kids were hurt. Farabee says the company told him they check drivers for impairment before they go out, but found no issues with Troy Reynolds, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. WTOP at 406 Saturday morning. Doreen Gensler, a longtime anchor for NBC4, is retiring. NBC4 has been my second home, and my co-workers have been like family. I've been proud to be a part of this crew, and I know NBC4's tradition of excellence will continue long after I've stepped away. Gensler, a native of Arlington locally, had worked in several cities actually before returning to D.C., Back in 1989 to join Jim Vance, Bob Ryan, and George Michael at Channel 4. In that time, she has played a key role in the station's rating successes, anchoring News 4 at 6, News 4 at 11, 2. Through her entire tenure, in fact, and reporting throughout the world, she has also served as the station's medical reporter for 30 years. Gensler will leave Channel 4 at the end of November, is what her plans are. You can read more about her planned departure a click away at WTOP.com. It's 407 on WTOP. You may love that extra hour of sleep that comes with the switch back to standard time next week, but that adjustment from daylight saving time can be rough for some, you and your kids. It is possible, though, to ease children into this type of change. Dr. Tyish Hall-Brown, a clinical psychologist and the director of behavioral sleep medicine at Children's National Medical Center, says everyone's affected by turning the clocks back one hour in the fall. It takes about five to seven days for our, our bodies to adjust. But for some, it's tougher, and for kids... 
She suggests steps you can take to make it easier. One, stick with a set bedtime. The best that we can do to keep a consistent um, bedtime and a consistent schedule, the better our bodies will adjust. Have kids take advantage of daylight hours, maybe some outside time in the morning. Try skipping the daytime nap for older kids and make sure their room is dark, quiet, and their bed is comfortable. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's Saturday, October 20th, October 29th, that is, 2022. Glad you're with us this weekend morning here at WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. And the time now Saturday morning is 408. Slower clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Okay, Dino, we have got serious issues in Maryland. We will start there. Southbound I-270 delays building rapidly. The traffic is at a stop for the crash activity near Montrose Road in the main travel lanes. We have all travel stopped, and one caller telling us we may be stopped in the local lanes as well. This is a crash involving a tractor trailer, and we may, it sounds like we have fuel spilled on the roadway, so we've got a lot to clean up here. Everyone is at a stop southbound on I-270 coming through Bethesda. Have to get to closer and closer to exit four. If you can jump off, take Falls Road. If you can navigate through downtown Rockville over to the 355, that may be your better bet. If you're farther up the stream, again, get over to 355 and avoid this mess southbound on I-270. The other issue, 50 eastbound, the crash activity and off-road activity, as it turns out. We're on the ramp to 202 with the right side of the ramp blocked for the response. On westbound 50 after Annapolis near Route 2 Ritchie Highway, we had work blocking the right lane. On the Capitol Beltway, from Maryland into Virginia across the Legion Bridge, you start losing the right side. Once you're in Virginia, single left lane gets past the ongoing work near the GW Parkway, heading toward Georgetown Pike. 66, westbound work continues after 123, and this will carry you to a point near the uh, near the ramps for uh, Route 28 at Centerville. And again, it's going to be single right getting by now. No sign of any stoppages there. And maybe they're going to pull the cones up here pretty quick. Visit Fitzball.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzball.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Tracking that weekend, looking pretty good. Starting off on a cool note, both Saturday and Sunday. Lows in the low 40s in the suburbs to mid to upper 40s in the city. High temperatures both days, Saturday and Sunday, upper 50s to low 60s. We'll see more sunshine on Saturday, more clouds on Sunday. And then we worked our way into the day on Monday. Of course, that's Halloween. We'll see an increasing chance for shower activity during the afternoon. Could coincide with trick-or-treating, so you may need the umbrellas. Look for a high of 68. Have a great weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. You're waking up to 48 degrees in DuPont Circle, 43, Germantown and in Annandale. We're at 47 and holding in our nation's capital. This 4 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, October 29th. Welcome to the weekend. This latest check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Longfence.com. This is WTOP News. Heads up this morning, more traffic cameras and lower speed limits may be coming to the nation's capital. 
In 2015, Mayor Muriel Bowser announced a Vision Zero plan with a goal of reducing traffic deaths in the district to zero by 2024. Despite major money going into the plan, deaths have been trending upwards over the past seven years. So the district is vowing to do more. More traffic cameras, closer looks at reducing speed limits, more traffic patrols, and a bigger focus on equity in the areas where more of these fatalities occur in Ward 7 and 8. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. Who broke into San Francisco home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi this week, violently beating her husband during the process, is now charged this morning officially with attempted murder. And there are indications as well that the suspect was really seeking out Speaker Pelosi, but she was here in Washington at the time. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with more on the suspects. 42-year-old David DePapa, he's from British Columbia in Canada, moved to California some years ago, had a family, and he's said to have sold hemp jewelry as a livelihood. And his parents in interviews with several media indicated that he's been estranged from his family. Looking at his Twitter feed, he was definitely into what appears to be conspiracy theories. And as far as that attack on Mr. Pelosi, San Francisco Police Chief William Scott said his officers encountered both Mr. Pelosi and DePape holding a hammer. So it wasn't clear if it was two hammers or one. Suspect pulled the hammer away and then started beating Mr. Pelosi violently with it. The officers tackled the suspect disarmed him and he's been in custody ever since. KJ, this must be extraordinarily disturbing, not just to people in Congress, but to law enforcement because there's so much emphasis on keeping lawmakers safe. Yeah, they're troubling in dark days ahead, according to a couple of sources I've spoken to. Uh, one particular intelligence source said that uh, Mr. Pelosi is the most high profile person in a string of attacks that have been taking place on U.S. citizens, elected officials, political leaders, and journalists. And the motives are not all national politics, but the common denominator appears to be the willingness to use violence, whatever the assailant's concern is. The key line that a top federal law enforcement source really resonated with me is that this person said, quote, the threats we're seeing at this point are not coming from organized, recognized groups, but from lone wolves or small groups, which may have some link to a larger left or right leaning ideology. Looking back over the past few months, there have been other attacks like this. You've looked into them, J.J. What do they tell us? The suspects, according to sources, seem to be a very complex mix of people who are in at least one of several categories, according to one law enforcement source. Those categories include extremism, suffering from mental illness, heavy drug use, and corruption. Pelosi in San Francisco... The Congresswoman Jayapal, Washington State, Justice Kavanaugh here in Bethesda, Lee Zeldin, New York, GOP canvassers in Florida were attacked there not long ago. And remember, reporter Jeff German was killed in Las Vegas not too long ago. That was corruption. Bottom line, according to my read and from some pretty serious conversations with sources, from now until 2025, maybe even beyond, we could see a growing wave of this kind of violence, and we probably should prepare accordingly. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking there with Hillary and Dimitri. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Saturday, October 29th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. 4.15 in the morning in Frankie's turn. 
Bad loss for the Wizards as they fall to the Indiana Pacers, 127-117 on Friday night at Capital One Arena. Wizards were down by as many as 20 points. Cut it to six with about five minutes left, but the Pacers answered with a seven-zip run to close things out. Bradley Beal had 31 points for the Wizards in the loss, who are now 3-2 and two on the season. Visit Boston tomorrow night. World Series Game 1, it was a comeback for the ages as the Phillies down 5-zip, come back and beat the Astros in Houston 6-5 to to take Game 1 of the World Series. Commander is visiting the Colts uh, tomorrow afternoon at 425. Now, the Commanders will not have their leading tackler in linebacker Cole Holcomb. He's been ruled out because of a uh, foot issue. So the Commanders will face the Colts without Holcomb Sunday, 425. Commanders a slight underdog at uh, getting three points against the Colts. Capitals in action tonight as they visit the Nashville Predators. Again, the Wizards fall to the Pacers, and the Phillies take game one of the World Series. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 416 Saturday morning, October 29th on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this morning, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, underwent successful surgery, we're told, to repair a skull fracture and serious injuries to his arm and hands after being beaten this week Friday early morning with a hammer from an intruder in their San Francisco home. The accused attacker has been formally arrested, and San Francisco's police chief, while he says that the attack was not random, they know that, but police are still apparently this morning trying to determine the exact motive for that incident. And sad news this morning from the entertainment world. A rock and roll pioneer, legend, has gone. Jerry Lee Lewis has died at the age of 87 in his Memphis home. Although he was certainly best known for classics like a whole lot of shaking going on and great balls of fire, his career was upended on and off over his entire lifespan by personal scandal. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Where the time now is 417. NFL quarterback Tom Brady and his supermodel wife are calling it quits after 13 years. The speculation that their marriage was troubled has ended with an announcement on social media. Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen say they finalized their divorce. She says they've grown apart. He calls it painful and difficult. The couple got married in 2009 when they had their first child. Brady, then with New England, said his focus remained on football. I put all those emotions aside and kind of come in here with uh, you know, a great sense of determination on what we have to do as a, as a team. Brady announced his retirement in February to spend more time with his family, only to return to the game 40 days later. I'm Jackie Quinn. A Blues Alley fire this week temporarily shuts down the Georgetown Jazz Club. Well, the majority of the firefighting work was to contain any type of fire that might spread to alternative properties. Harry Schnipper, executive director and owner of Blues Alley Jazz Club in Georgetown, says the fire was not as serious as original reports suggested. I was actually inside the building and there was no smoke. Someone from outside the building had to come in and say, we think there's smoke coming out of your building. Fire officials say it caused $50,000 in damage. Schnipper says most of the damage is from the hoses. The water damaged my grand piano and my mixing console and my amplifiers. Valerie Bonk, WTOP News. Good Saturday morning, 418 on WTOP. Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right back to Maryland at I-270 southbound, standing still in the main travel lanes near Montrose Road, exit 4. The crash involving a tractor trailer and some spilled fuel, everything is at a stop. Now, I am seeing some 
some uh, traffic getting through in the local lanes now. Unclear how far down that this the crash goes before the point where the local and main lanes knit back together before the lane divide. So that may be one option for you to ride the locals. If not, you're going to want to jump over to 355 and ride that through at least beautiful downtown Rockville before you can jump back over to I-270 and get back toward the Capitol Beltway or toward your other destination of choice. Elsewhere in Maryland, 50 eastbound, the crash was off the ramp to 202. It was over the recovery crews over on the right side of the ramp. On 95, no reported delays. BW Parkway remains quiet in Virginia. The work zones continue. On 66, the eastbound work after 123, still getting by single file to the deck. Seeing fewer and fewer lanes out there. May, they may have opened that one up. I wonder if they haven't pulled some cones up there. You, we don't have a really good picture on this one. If you've got a better eye on it, please let us know what you're seeing there or anywhere. 866-304-WTOP. On the Capitol Beltway, the outer loop work after the Legion Bridge passing the GW Parkway. Left lane gets by single file. On 95 and on 395, no reported delays. In the district, the work was I-295 southbound near the Suitland Parkway with a right lane getting by. Northbound is coming from Blue Plains. After Malcolm X heading toward Suitland Parkway, you are one to the left getting by. Ian Crawford, WTLP traffic. That weekend looking pretty good for you. Dry, plenty of sunshine on our Saturday afternoon after a few morning clouds and a cool start both Saturday and Sunday, but nice afternoons both days. We went for a high of 62 in the city, cooler in the suburbs. On Monday, Halloween, good chance of shower activity during the afternoon, so heads up for that. Look for highs in the mid-60s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're looking at 48 degrees in Reagan National, 53 BWI Marshall, 41 at Dulles. You're waking up to 47 degrees in our nation's capital, 4 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, October 29th. Welcome to the weekend. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300, newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. It's 421. Good morning. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. It is being called modern-day slavery as foreign workers at some U.S. military bases overseas face bed bugs, brutally long hours of work and very low pay. This morning, NBC News National Security and Pentagon correspondent Courtney Kuby, one of the reporters who actually broke this story, on how the workers are lured in in the first place, told they'll be working in glamorous restaurants, when in reality, they're being mistreated at U.S. military bases. The reality is some of them are made to pay recruiting fees. So the companies that will hire them on and then send them to these bases in other countries will say that they owe them thousands of dollars for getting them the job in the first place. In some cases, they will take their passports away. So when they get overseas to locations, in many cases, they don't even know where they're going. They aren't paid for the first number of months. They can't leave. They can't travel. They aren't given adequate living facilities. In some cases, there's even physical abuse that is happening. And the reality is, this is not a surprise. 
This has been happening for some time. There have been cases of this going back decades. But what our reporting uncovered was that the U.S. government is supposed to have a zero-tolerance policy for these sorts of labor trafficking violations and activities. And what our reporting uncovered was, in fact, there are a number of companies who've engaged in these sorts of activities, been found guilty, so had substantiated claims of it, and then continue to get more and more millions and millions of dollars in additional contracts afterwards. Courtney, you know, there's been a lot of reporting about problems with contractors over many decades. What's the Pentagon saying about this? Yeah, that's right. So they are saying that they've put some systems in place. It's a number of things. Training. In many cases, they have someone who is, they call it the CTIP, the Countering Trafficking in Persons Liaison at some of these bases. People are supposed to be watching to make sure that these sorts of activities are not happening. But where we found the breakdown is that there is a database that the DOD is supposed to supply information to. It's called FAPIS, F-A-P-I-I-S. It's a database where they're supposed to include information about companies that have these substantial claims of trafficking. What we found and what we got information from the Government Accountability Office about was that they actually haven't been putting that information in the database for the last five years. And that's how these companies are able to continue to get contracts, millions of dollars of contracts from the U.S. government, your taxpayer dollars, even though they are violating what is U.S. law. They are violating the U.S. law against human labor trafficking. Is the Pentagon culpable here? People hear this and they're very outraged. They are. The Department of Defense needs to be providing this information and putting it in a, in a database that then provides that information is available to others so that those companies are held accountable for their actions, as is written in the policy and in the law. That's NBC News National Security and Pentagon correspondent Courtney Coopy talking there with Hillary and Dimitri. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. This is WTOP News. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. This week, the average long-term mortgage rate topped 7%, actually for the first time in over two decades. That rise is due to the Fed's aggressive hikes of its key benchmark lending rate in response to record inflation. This morning, Diana Olick, CNBC senior climate and real estate correspondent with analysis for us. It's basically just turned this red-hot housing market on its heels, and it's really amazing how quickly it did. You talk to real estate agents, home builders, potential home buyers, and they've just never seen anything like it. We've had housing downturns before, but it just turned really sharply over the summer because rates rose from a record low, around 3% at the beginning of this year, to now over 7%, and the market was already pricey, so it's just trashed affordability. Sorry to bring back memories for some of the Great Recession, but we saw a lot of those adjustable rate mortgages as a factor in the 2008 collapse, and they seem to be coming back now. They're coming back a very little bit, but they're still a very small share. I mean, they went from a 3% share at the beginning of this year to just over a 10% share now, and that's just of applications. But if you look at the overall market right now, the vast majority of current homeowners have 30-year fixed mortgages, and the underwriting right now, even for those adjustable rate loans, is much, much more strict. So you're not going to see the kind of thing we saw back during the Great Recession when you had an extreme foreclosure crisis and you had people you know, walking away from their homes because they were underwater on their mortgages. That's just not the case right now. 
So, you know, owning a home, it's the biggest investment 